Hello, hello, Ashley here, back with episode 71 of the Maverick Mompreneur podcast. I am so glad that you are here listening this week, and I'm excited to chat with you about this topic, and this being retraining our brains around the employee nine-to-five mindset, and particularly as it relates to time, in order to achieve greater success as an entrepreneur. This came from a question in my group Elevate Academy over on Facebook. I put up a post and I said, hey, I'm having a little bit of podcast block. I wanted to create a bunch of episodes for you all answering questions. And this one came up and I thought, perfect. I would love to talk about this. This is something that I definitely had to retrain my brain around. And I still find myself sometimes falling back into the trap of, well, we'll get into it. So if you've ever found yourself in that toxic productivity hamster wheel and or just working aimlessly to feel like you're moving the needle when you're not really, or feeling guilty about having extra time that you maybe didn't when you were in a nine to five job, this episode is definitely for you. So sit tight, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get into it. Hey mama, I'm Ashley, and this is the Maverick Mompreneur Podcast, where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful, discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood. A business that's aligned with your mission, lifestyle desires, personality, and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media. Can I get an amen? Sis, you are a maverick, an original, willing to stand out in your authenticity, defy expectations, and do life and business outside the box. In our world, if it's not aligned with who we are, it's a hard pass or a brave pivot. So if you're here for the powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a one of a kind, influential, hustle-free online business that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and courses while building yourself in the process, Well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or glass of wine, and let's get growing. All right, let's talk about time. It's our most precious resource. It's not renewable. We don't get it back. And part of the draw of being an entrepreneur is we don't have to work the traditional nine to five-ish type hours, and we build a life that we can enjoy in the here and now versus waiting for retirement. But that requires a complete shift in mindset around time and what time means in relation to making money. The member of my group who proposed this topic, she was a former crime scene investigator for 10 years and she now owns her own beauty and wellness business. She has a storefront, but she's wanting to grow her online presence so that she can be home more. So she's an entrepreneur brick and mortar, and she's wanting to transition into online entrepreneurship. She doesn't want to give up her storefronts, but she wants to have more flexible hours. She wants to be able to scale what it is that she's doing. And she's actually taking Social Seller to CEO Academy, which I'm so excited about because that's what I'm here for, to help create that time freedom through digital courses, affiliate marketing, using SEO to get your product services and opportunities seen 24-7. But she said that she feels like if she's sitting at her computer, she's not working. 
which isn't true, but her mindset hasn't shifted yet. And she feels like that's a struggle. If she's at her studio, however, and she's working in person with a client, she feels like that constitutes putting in work. But if she's sitting at her computer, learning and applying a new skill set, it doesn't feel like she's accomplishing anything. And she said, I just think the nine to five hustle is so entrained in me that that's the only way I feel like I'm being productive. I've worked a job since I was 15. And I think especially living in this country where the whole concept of nine to five was started by basically labor unions for factory workers in the 1800s. We're so used to the concept of working those hours that we feel lazy if we're only working three to four hours a day. In other countries, for example, they take two hour, what is it, siestas? Yes, like two hour lunch breaks. And we think, oh my goodness, that is just such a different type of lifestyle but it's not wrong. We're just so used to this certain block of work hours that was adopted in our country until we make an intentional mindset switch that it doesn't have to be that way. Working more hours does not necessarily mean making more money. I'll give you a counter examples to make my point in just a moment. So to give an example from my own life, In my previous career, I was a special education teacher, and then I transitioned to becoming a program coordinator after going back and getting my master's in educational leadership. And those work hours were definitely longer than the teaching work hours. Teaching, you arrive between 7 and 7.30, and then the workday ends at 3, but we all know that even though the contracted workday ends at three, you're often there much later and or taking work home, especially as a special education teacher. We had IEP paperwork and it seemed like it would never end. So teaching is probably not the best example of this because we all know that teachers work above and beyond what they're paid and the contracted workday on the regular. So I'm going to skip to my role as program coordinator. And those days I would begin work at about 7.30. That would typically be the start of my first IEP meeting. And then I was contracted to stay there until at least five or whenever my last meeting ended. When you're a salaried employee, you are being paid to get the job done, to do the work, but also to be available, to be present, to answer phone calls, to answer emails. But I know that there, and in that particular role, there was always work to be done to fill those hours. But I know many, many friends who have had nine to five jobs where there isn't enough work in a day or a week or however much to fill all of those hours, but you're required to be there as an employee again, to be present, to be working, to be available. And they tell us that in order to be productive, you have to work eight hours a day, five days a week with a couple of weeks of holidays thrown in. And that is what it means to be a productive member of society holding down a job. But the truth that you need to wrap your mind around as an entrepreneur is that you are not an employee. You are no longer an employee. And as CEO of your business, you're not going to get paid any more to sit at your desk longer to do anything that is not a productive activity, moving the needle. You're not getting paid to do that. So you don't need sitting. So sitting down and working for eight hours in a certain season of your business may make sense. But in other seasons, it may not at all. It probably doesn't. There have been seasons of my business where I will work all day long, particularly sharing custody with my daughter's 
father on the days when she's with him. Sometimes if I'm preparing for a new program or I have a lot on my plate and I've taken some days off, I'll work 12 hours and that's my choice. Other days I work one hour or two hours and that's what feels best. And that is all I need to do to get the work done. And it's all up to you as an entrepreneur to use your time wisely and as you need to, to move the needle in your business. And if you have an overall plan and you're working toward that, it does not take massive amounts of hours or regular work hours to get things done. And I want you to let that sink in that you're not an employee because although we know that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we don't act like it or we don't feel like it. We feel a deep sense of guilt if you're not working eight hours because you believe somewhere deep down that that's what you're supposed to do because that's what traditional jobs have been like. That's what your previous job has been like. That's what your friends are doing. Or we start to feel like we're not worthy of the money that we're making if we haven't put the hours in. And you may have even experienced covert or overt criticism from either people you were dating or friends or even family that don't understand this whole concept that time does not equal money. More effort does not necessarily equal money. And being a good business owner doesn't mean working eight to 10 hour days. You get to decide how much time you require in order to achieve the results you want. And this is something that I've really had to wrap my mind around because yes, is the income earning potential limitless ostensibly? Sure. But do I choose with the balance that I want to have as a mompreneur, balancing out motherhood and owning and operating a business, do I choose to work five days a week, eight to 10 hour days? I do not. I would make more money, perhaps, but perhaps not. You really get to dictate your schedule. This could be a two hour workday, seven days a week, three full days of work every week, and then the rest off, five hours a day for five days a week. It really is up to you. You don't have to work just for the sake of putting in a full eight hours of work to get the results you want or to show anyone else that you are running a legitimate business. We have to retrain our brains around productivity and work because we have been influenced to believe this our entire lives. And those around us who are not entrepreneurs are still completely entrenched and influenced in that manner. And there's no reason for them not to be. So you have to be really solid in your beliefs and your mindset around money and time as an entrepreneur. So this employee mindset, if I could sum it up in one phrase, employee mindset is that the harder you work, the more that you get rewarded. And in a corporate job, in a nine to five, that can be true. There's many factors, which we are not gonna get into in this episode, but in generality is the harder you work, the more you're rewarded. But that's not always true. And here's two counter examples of that. I'm sure you know people, or maybe you're one of them, who are working their absolute butts off, but they have nothing to show for it. So they're working eight to 10 hours a day and they have nothing to show for it. I'm talking about entrepreneurs. So they're putting in a ton of time and energy, but they're still broke, nothing's working. Obviously working hard 
does not equal more money, does not equal wealth. This is similar to the concept of people that you see in the gym. So if you're a regular gym goer, and again, maybe this is you, or maybe you're the person observing this, someone can go to the gym every single day and you can see that same person there year after year. And it's good for them that they're in there, they're being healthy and getting their movement in, but they look exactly the same. You see no physical change. Maybe they haven't even lost weight. The time that they put into working out is not not necessarily equivalent to the results that they get. There's many factors. There's plenty of people who work their booties off and have nothing to show for it. Another counterexample, I'm sure you can think of someone who works less than you and makes more money. Even if it's not someone that's in your personal life, I'm sure you can think of someone who this is true for. And really this comes back to the multitude of factors that go into creating success. And a huge one is having a plan and knowing what to do and when and being strategic. If we go back to the gym example, there are people who have their nutrition dialed in. They know how to work out for their body type and their goals and they have a plan. Maybe they have a coach or a workout plan. They may be in the gym three to four days a week for 45 minutes and get killer results in way less time than someone who's just going in willy-nilly working out for three hours a day for seven days a week who maybe they're wasting away and getting skinny, but they're certainly not getting in shape, like fit necessarily. Now, this is like a really broad stroke example, but I hope that that helps to illustrate my point. One thing that I had to learn how to do is to decide when enough is enough. I really struggled with the balance of turning it off at the end of the day when there's always something more that you can do. There always is. But at the end of the day, the better, and I almost cringe saying this, but I've actually found this to be 100% true. The better that I feel, the more rested, the better I take care of myself, the more I've invested in feeding my mind and getting inspired, the more money I make. Me grinding away and tackling 20 things on my to-do list every single day, chasing money or results as quickly as possible doesn't work because part of making money is being able to show up well for your clients. And so if you're taking good care of yourself, you showing up for your audience, you showing up for your clients, your customers at your best is going to get them better results, which gets you better reviews and referrals and it all trickles down. Part of my work schedule, I'm thinking I'm gonna do a reel on this pretty soon or maybe even a training. It's hard to do on a podcast, but I would like to show you kind of what my scheduling looks like and part of my schedule every single day. Now I have it blocked off in the mornings and I'm finding that to work perfectly. Part of my schedule is reading and reflecting every single morning. And it's not a huge amount of time, but that is something that is part of my work schedule. I consider that a non-negotiable. So is working out. It's part of my schedule. Now that's not traditional, but as an entrepreneur, I absolutely believe that that, let's say an hour total of time for working out, reading and reflecting wouldn't be seen as working when it comes to like a traditional job or from anyone outside of the entrepreneur life necessarily, but to me it is. And to me, those things help me to handle one of the biggest mindset blocks of becoming an entrepreneur and the entrepreneurial life, which is unpredictability. Predictability is a plus or a minus, depending on how you looked at it, but predictability is a plus of working a nine to five and getting paid. You've got daily tasks, 
that you come in and you do, you have a base salary or a salary, you know how much money you're going to make, and then you jump into the entrepreneur life. And that's not the formula when you're your own boss. You do not have prescribed daily tasks. No one tells you what to do. You have to figure out what to do to move the needle to get the work done. You don't have a base salary. No one's cutting you a paycheck. You don't know how much money you're going to make. But if you're truly wanting to take your online business, your entrepreneurial journey next level, you absolutely have to shift your mindset around getting comfortable with things being unpredictable because one of the huge draws, at least for me, is being able to own my time, being able to create a schedule that's flexible around what matters most to me. And I know that's huge for you too. And I think strengthening your mind, strengthening your body, taking good care of yourself is a huge part of being able to manage the ups and downs and the unpredictability that is a part of this whole thing. So not only does it help you on a day-to-day basis to show up in your best energy, but overall, if we look at kind of the macro level, taking care of yourself and working, scheduling part of your time to work on yourself keeps you in the game strong for the long term. Okay, so how do we break the employee mindset of thinking that we must work many, 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 many hours and grind away in order to get to where we want to go? I have many tips for you, so I'm going to try to click through these as quickly as possible, but also giving you some gold nuggets. These are things that I've had to think through myself, and I'm preaching to the choir because I've not been an entrepreneur for decades and decades. I started in 2016 and I've been full-time, full-time employed to myself for three years now. So relatively, I'm still a newbie. And so these are things that I'm reminding myself of just as much as I want to share with you. So cliche, but the first one is to work smarter, not harder. If you're working super freaking hard going in the wrong direction, it doesn't count for anything. I'm working with a client right now who put in a lot of work. She invested a lot of money and was going in a direction that she didn't want to go and that ended up making her feel more confused than anything. And so I'm looking forward to working with her and getting her a plan that feels aligned, that's moving in the right direction, that's strategic from point A to point Z, so that however hard she chooses to work, however many hours she dedicates to her online business, she's moving in the right direction. So let's say, here's an example. You are in South Carolina. So all my family's in South Carolina. Everyone's from there. Everyone now lives there except for me and Taylor. But you're in South Carolina and you want to get out here to California. So you put in a bunch of energy Energy, you're running, you're walking, you're skipping, you're side sashaying down towards the south to get there. You work super hard, you're putting in effort, but you're going the wrong direction and you're choosing the longest, freaking hardest way possible to get to California when you could book a nonstop flight and get there in a couple of hours. So working hard on the wrong thing or going in a roundabout direction that is pointless and doesn't need to be done counts for nothing. So what we want to do is book that nonstop 
flight, the shortest route from point A to where you want to go versus what you could do is waste a ton of energy willy nilly dilly dallying between point A and where you want to go. So before you go to sleep at night or when you get up in the morning and you're going to start your work day, you should be able to delineate and name what one, two, maybe three tasks do I need to do today to move my business forward towards the goals that I have set forth? What are those non-negotiable things that I need to do today to continue maintaining and growing my business? Not scrolling, not getting in a scroll hole, not doing the same mindless things over and over again that you could either outsource or automate. Taking all the time to do those things, it might feel good because that's what's entrained in us that the more we work, we're being productive, we're doing a good job, we're working our business, but working hard and working long hours for the sake of doing that actually isn't benefiting you. So work smarter, not harder. Systematize your business, outsource, get a business plan, hook up with a coach, take a course, do what you need to do to be able to design a workflow and goals that will help you to actually move your business forward. That doesn't have to take eight hours a day. Okay, number two, this is huge and this is also a employee mindset shift. And I would venture to say this is something that many of us women struggle with. We might have grown up seeing being busy as a good thing. Like, oh, I'm so noble and I just have so much going on and I'm so busy. And I used to be this way too. How are you doing? I'm bu- I'm so busy. I will never say that anymore. If I say I'm busy, then to me that means I'm failing. I'm either not working smart or I'm not balancing my time and my life and creating boundaries around those things to prioritize what matters most. So where I used to think, oh, I'm, I'm doing well because I'm so busy. Now, if I say I'm busy, it's not a badge of honor. It's not a source of pride. It would be something that I would not feel good about. I don't know if you've read this before, but I've read the saying that busy is actually a form of laziness. And I can relate to this. Being busy all the time is the same thing as being sloppy with your time, which is ultimately kind of laziness. Deciding to just hustle, grind, work really hard means you haven't put in the work or you're not willing to put in the work to figure out how to actually run your business effectively. So if your strategy to advance your business is, okay, I'm gonna start working eight hours every day until I get there, however much it takes, however long it takes, that sounds kind of ambitious and noble, but it's honestly lazy. It's way easier than putting in the work or investing and figuring out how you can actually run your business the smartest way possible and asking yourself a question more like, well, how can I make the time that I have work for me? How can I automate? How can I use search engine optimization? How can I outsource? How can I systematize all the things that I'm doing instead of being a slave to time, just like I was in my nine to five? That's harder to ask and answer. But I'm telling you that smaller chunks of intentional, thoughtful work time are going to get you a lot further than just activity. So activity does not equal productivity. And the culture of busy that we have, especially as women, is not the business. The business is figuring out how to use your time wisely. 
and work smarter, not harder. Okay, number three is start stepping up and being the CEO of your business. And this is gonna be a little bit of tough love. And I had to do this with myself. You are the boss. Nobody is giving you a schedule. No one is plugging things into your schedule, telling you what meetings to go to. You are in charge. So you need to manage your own time if you want to create space for the things that matter most. Sit down, plan out your week, plan out when you're going to do all the things that you need to do. You have your business plan, you know what your goals are, backward map from there. What do you need to do on a day-to-day basis? Is it easier to just sit down when you have a work block? You're like, all right, I blocked out four hours. My husband's watching the kids. Let me work for four hours with no sequential step-by-step to-do list. It's way easier to do that, to just sit down and start working. And maybe some people's brains work like that and they just take inspired action all day long and they have a six-figure business and it's all easy breezy. I don't know anyone like that who actually has that type of flowiness. Most people who are successful entrepreneurs have a strategic workflow in place. They have a strategy. They have daily tasks that are going to get them the results that they want. They are not throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. They're not sitting down and then deciding what they're going to work on. They know when they have that time and they have that one, two, three, four hour work block, they know exactly what they're going to tackle in that time. And maybe if they go above and beyond it and do more, great. But they did the things that are going to move them towards the results that they want. You have to be the one, you have to be the CEO, the chief executive officer, the one with the plan for your business, the one who has the vision for your business, the one who's looking down with that bird's eye view. You have to have that. And if you don't have it, hook up with someone who can help you with that and then execute on it so that you can start to take that on your own. The most cornerstone piece to all of that is taking ownership and radical responsibility for your results. It is your business and that self-leadership within your business, really being your own CEO is huge. And I didn't have this one listed, but I'm going to riff on taking radical responsibility for your own results. A lot of times when, and oh my gosh, I was the worst at this, when something wasn't going well or you felt unhappy in your job, whatever job that it was, you things weren't going well, you didn't feel good, whatever it was, we go into this victim mode, like whose fault is this? And there's always someone that you can blame, right? When you're not the boss, you can always blame it on someone else. It's the superintendent, it's my director, it's this you know, teacher, it's this parent, it's this principal. I'm not saying I wasn't that blame. Gosh, that makes me sound like a total victim, but I'm using that as an example because I came from the educational realm. But you know what I mean, victim mode. If we play victim though, here in our entrepreneurial journeys, all progress stalls. That is the most useless thing you can do. So you make a bad investment. I've done this. You invest in the wrong coach for you or a bad coach in general or a terrible marketing agency. If you go into victim mode, you stall your own progress. The alternative to that, see what you can glean from that, see what you can learn from it and use it as a freaking catalyst to advance you forward faster, to light a fire under your CEO butt and move your business forward. You sitting there and blaming and spending 50 hours with Better Business Bureau or whatever you are doing in victim mode is not helping anything. It might be making you feel better and you might be doing other people a solid, that's a whole other thing, but not moving your business forward. You have a flopped launch, who are you gonna blame? 
your non-clients, your audience, your coach. I mean, there's so many people you could try and blame, but at the end of the day, you've got to take radical responsibility for your results. So leaning in and analyzing what went on there, hire someone with results in a business that you aspire to, to look at it with you, even if you can't figure it out. I've done, I've definitely done that when things haven't gone the way that I wanted going into victim mode and, Oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Okay. Maybe it is, but sitting there and being in victim mode is not going to help anything. And I know I'm not speaking to mental health issues that come up. Trust me, I have anxiety. I understand anxiety, depression. We can get paralyzed. I'm not saying just pick yourself up by the bootstraps. It's not always that simple, but there are times where it is that simple and we can stop that victim mode as quickly as we possibly can and take responsibility for how we move forward from things that didn't go our way. Because there are days in business that aren't going to go as planned or months that you're not going to make the income that you thought you would. And then victim mode creeps back in, it gets turned back on and we start blaming everything, anything instead of focusing on looking for the solution to fix the actual reason why you're not making the sales that you want to make. That's the only thing that's going to help you move forward is looking for solutions, solving the problem that you have and figuring out how to do that. That's the entrepreneurial journey. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but the through line is you figuring it out. And you can think of it like a game. I mean, sometimes it's scary when that game dips real low, but if you think of it like that, it's really exciting. So going back to predictability, predictability is well predictable. And if you stay in a nine to five, you know what the rest of your life will look like, at least for work, you see your salary schedule. And for some people, myself included, that is more scary than actually putting yourself in a position where it's all on you. And understand that that is kind of scary, but it can also be so exciting and so invigorating. But a very key point to entrepreneurship is really taking radical responsibility for your business and taking care of yourself, taking care of your mind, taking care of your mental health. Oh my gosh, it's so important. And I hope you can see the connection here that I'm weaving throughout. You taking care of yourself and making sure you are in tip top shape mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally is such a huge part of entrepreneurialism because of the nature of the beast in so many ways. Lastly, how do we break the employee mindset and start to see our time differently? This goes back to figuring out how to make time work for you rather than you just putting in endless hours of your time to work or feel like you're working to feel better about this ingrained pattern, right? So my advice here is to use tools to keep yourself organized and actually productive. So a note about tools, because I'm not going to be that person that's like, use this cool app and this, you know, shiny new object. You can get in a rabbit hole of trying new organizational systems and tools. And I have experienced this. I've paid for so many different organizational tools over the last, let's see, when did I leave? Since 2017, when I retired from special education, I've used so many tools thinking that something was gonna be the magical bullet to organize my time and get my brain to like work optimally. And you can listen to a hundred million podcasts, read a hundred blogs, 
see a bunch of reels and everyone is going to suggest something different. And usually it's something that they're getting an affiliate commission on. So what you have to do is try something that seems to click with your brain and stick with it for a while. Like you actually have to train yourself to use something. And then if it isn't working, try something else. But if it is working, stick with it. So funny story. When I was a program coordinator for a school district, that was the heaviest workload I have ever experienced in my life. I would be managing upwards of 50 different student cases all at once. These are very complex cases, very complex students and teams and all of the things. To manage all of that volume, which I prided myself on, being able to manage a lot of different information and put a lot of different pieces of puzzles into a program for a student. I did not use any kind of fancy software. I used Google, Google Calendar, Google Tasks, Google Docs, Google Drive. That is what I used and it worked like gangbusters. I never even thought about using anything different because it worked and I was able to manage a large volume of work. Now, flash forward to 2017 and beyond until this last year, I realized, and by this last year, I mean 2023, I realized that I'd been trying. It's not that I haven't created success with the systems that I've used, but I realized looking back and analyzing the most organized I've ever been with the largest volume of work because praise God and thank God I have a heavy caseload, if you will, right now, heavier than I normally do of clients, which is amazing. I'm working with the coolest people on the coolest projects, but it's a lot. It's a lot more than I'm used to, which is fantastic. This is a wonderful thing. However, it requires me if I don't want to start to get into that nine to five mentality, I need to get more organized to use my time strategically. So I analyzed and thought back to when was the last time when I had a heavy workload or heavier workload? How did I manage it? Optimally, Google, Google. So literally I did what I should have done long ago and I just committed to using my old systems. It's nothing, it's literally nothing fancy. And I feel almost like when I share with clients what I do, that it's embarrassing, but it's so simple and it works and it covers all of the bases. So anyway, whatever it is for you, whether it's a pen and paper, whether it's Google Calendar, whether it's a planner book, I don't care what you do, your iPhone notes, however you stay organized and actually stay on track to doing what you need to do to move the needle in your business forward and not waste your time on busy work or tasks that could be streamlined, then do that. Okay. So that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but I hope that you take the first step towards breaking that employee mindset and releasing the guilt of feeling like you should be working some arbitrary set of hours in order to be successful. This, like anything in our businesses, a lot of the problems that come about are not anything to do with marketing or how you're marketing, the content you're creating, the courses you're creating. It really comes down to things that are going on in our heads as entrepreneurs. It's just part of the game. And so this is really important. If this has been a struggle for you or you find yourself dipping into just grinding away in order to feel better about a lack of results, stop right there and evaluate what you need to do to get an alignment to move forward with a strategy that is going to move your business forward so that you're not wasting your time, so that you're not doing that skip, hop, and a jump from South Carolina 
Carolina to California when you could book a nonstop flight. I want you to start booking more nonstop flights than taking random working hard detours that really count for nothing when it comes to your time. Your time is so precious and there are people in your community, there are people in your home, there are people in your audience that need you to show up as your best and at your best. And the better you take care of yourself, the better you feel, the better able you are to do that. So although I'm not perfect at this and I wouldn't say that I'm on the other side of this mindset shift, I'm there most of the time. And so I really can speak to the freedom and the excitement that comes on the other side of figuring out what works for you, owning it and working your business in a way that you know is advancing things forward, you know is growing your momentum and is growing your business, but it's not taking up all of your time. So I hope this was helpful. If you would like help with a business plan, if you have an online business and you are wanting to advance your reach, systemize your processes, create systems for automation, discoverability, communication, sales, etc. You can always email me hello at elevatedwithashley.com. You can also check out my website elevatedwithashley.com and see what I have to offer. But I do work one-on-one with clients. I would love to chat with you and see if the business and the projects that you have going on, I could be of help to you. So yeah, that's that. All right. I will talk to you next week. And until then, cheers to you creating the impact that only you can through the work that you do within your home, within your community, both online and offline. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My goal is to help as many women in business online as possible to build strong, powerful, aligned, and profitable personal brands. The best way to show you appreciate this content is to screenshot and share on your social media or share with your team. Actually, even better would be to also leave a review for the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. If you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me via email at hello at elevatedwithashley.com. You can DM me on Instagram at Ashley R. Latimer or join us in the free Elevate Academy for brand building, maverick marketers, and mompreneurs Facebook community. Can't wait to chat with you next week.